We are live on Sportsnet and Sportsnet 650 in Vancouver. This is the national edition. And this hour of Real Kipper and Bourne brought to you by Bet365. Two games on tap tonight, Calgary and Columbus. You can watch that on Sportsnet 1 at 7 p.m. Eastern. And the devil, the Devils on Long Island to take on the Islanders. Nick Kiprios, Justin Bourne, Sammy McKee, and we wait for John Cooper as he... Uh, will be joining us momentarily, and we'll talk, obviously, Tampa Bay and the challenges to get back to a Stanley Cup final yep. or win the thing yet again. The second most clipped show, no, coach, on our show, right? Oh, like, yeah. We listened to him the second most after Sheldon Keefe last year. No question. He, we played a ton of Cooper audio, and he is good. He's there is really something good. about a Leaf-Tampa Bay playoff match. Oh, where we have access to him for two weeks, essentially. And then you're like, he is the ultimate dissection of a clip. Yes. Because he's... Calculating. Very calculating. (laughs) He, to me, is like Lex Luthor with hair. It's almost like he has a law degree or something Um, and has practiced at arguing. Yeah. Bad night for for Canadian teams last night. Other than the Flames, but most of them didn't do so hot. Oilers get thumped up in Philly. Yeah. yeah. Winnipeg loses to L.A. Maybe? You know, they, well, they didn't lose to L.A., but they lost. They lost to someone. Yeah. Leafs lose. Someone else lost. Yeah. Canada, and a tough night. Do we expect Tampa to, to be there right in the thick of things? Yeah. And it's so funny, right? Oh, people predicting their demise. And you go, let me just check their stats. Kucherov, Hegel, Paul, Stamkos, Hedman, Point, Sorelli, Janot, like Sergachev. Maybe pretty good team still, you guys think? Like, Vassy's going to come back, guys. He didn't die. Yeah. I think that's it's the, it's the buffer of them stay, keeping their head above water for the well, time he's out. That's, that's easier said than done for I mean. two months. And then... Without the, the big guy in that? Plus the time it takes for him to get back rolling, accommodated, will probably be another month. Like, it's, it's going to be tough for them. He's going to come in three straight shutouts. Okay. <laughs> he's, he's Vasilevsky. He's the best goalie on the planet. Shosturkin, Sorokin, keep him. Who do you want in a big game? So last night, I think it was uh, uh, Johansson against Vancouver Canucks. He gets the win. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tompkins, I think we saw against Ottawa, and they lost 5-2. But can you imagine these two guys walking in the room every day or getting on the bus every day and looking at legends? like Point and Hedman and Stamkos, and you're supposed to be the guy to hold the fort for these guys? Like, I, can you imagine what that would feel like? You think the pressure's too much? I just feel like I, I, Yes, I think at times it can be. Like, th- 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 those are future Hall of Famers. Yeah. They're just not very good players or players that everybody expects to be good on some nights. They're great. Yeah. They're like... Some of the best players in our history. Yeah. No, I mean, there's a ton of Hall of Famers on that team, which is why they're still going to be okay. How many Hall of Famers? Oh, is, this, is Stamkos a Hall of Famer? No, he's debate? obviously a Hall of Famer. Is he? Oh, yeah. gosh. Yeah. Are you kidding but, me? But, like, putting Point in the Hall of Fame already is, I think, a little strong. But anyways. Point's one of the best playoff performers he's really good. in history. He's really good. He's really good. Yeah. Head, a little Headman's early. a Hall of Famer. Is Kucherov a Hall of Famer? Yeah, probably. 
Uh, I mean, he's won a Hart Trophy. He's won Stanley yeah. Cups. There's definitely a handful. They le- definitely feel like that type of team that you're going to look back on and be like, Headman, wow, look at all the Hall Stamkos, of Famers they had. Yeah. yeah. No, it's, it's pretty decent. So, Vasilevsky's I mean, probably a Hall of Famer, too, I would imagine. Actually, yeah. Good, good point. God, there you go. So, yeah, I'm not quite willing to say, like, here come the Red Wings. You know, like, <laughs> no, all due respect to the Red Wings. Yeah. A lot of good young talent. But, no, the division is, is – Tampa's not done yet by any means. So you think those, uh, those two kids can hold them well in? Well, we can find well, out from their coach at we'll some point. Whenever John we get Cooper. There. Let's welcome in Coop. Uh, John Cooper, head coach of the Tampa Bay Lightning. Coop, thanks for doing this. I know uh, you're preparing for the Toronto Maple Leafs uh, Hockey Night in Canada uh, tomorrow night. Uh, but just uh, first of all, how, how are things going? We we miss you. Uh, you know, we we miss the Toronto best of seven against you. <laughs> yeah, we yeah we screwed that up. Uh, it would have been nice to come back <laughs> for another game. But uh, <clears throat> no, it's uh, it's going well. Aside from uh, some early, early uh, injury issues we've had uh we've kind of weathered them and finding a bit of our game we're just we're just a different team now and and it's uh i'm not saying we're any better or any any worse we're just different and so it's uh been fun with a lot of these new faces it's most definitely the biggest turnover we've had and uh uh but it's been it's been a challenge it's uh it's been a lot of fun with these guys okay we're just having this conversation about uh a couple of goalies, Johan, uh, Johansson and uh, and Tompkins, who are now uh, your two mainstays. Just take me back, Coop, a little bit to the time that you actually found out that Vasilevsky was going to be out two months. Can you even describe the look on your face? Did you trash your office? <laughs> well, let's go back to... What is it? Game six back in Tampa. If you asked me then, the two guys you just named were going to be our goaltenders come opening night. I don't know what prop bet I would have had, but I probably wouldn't have won. Um, but those, uh, so it was weird because um, the, you know, we lose that playoff series and you're just rattled. You know, we'd gone to three finals in a row and this was just new to us. And it was tough. It was, it was, tough to deal with and and just kind of the way we went out we didn't you know we lost those overtime games at home and it just we thought we played pretty well it just was it just wasn't our time and it was the least time and they earned it and so good on them but for us you know after usually i've um i don't like watching hockey right away because i've got a, I'm probably a little bitter about what has happened but it was weird after on this one you know after a few days i was just like you know what this team needs rest and once like the sting wore off um, you know what? It was it was something like hope these guys go and rest their mind and rest their bodies because they deserve it. And and uh, you know no more than the goalie who's you know just been a rock for us for how many years and all the games he's played. So he comes back. All these players come back a month early, and they're all you know they have those captain's gates and stuff like that. And everything's great, and everybody's in an unreal shape. Everybody's excited. Everybody's rested. And then I bet you. You know, right, I don't know if it was a day or two when training camp was going to start, and Vassie started having an issue. And we just thought, uh, you know, like it's, you know, guys get little tweaks back there all the time. So I didn't even think of it. And then they came in and said, oh, no, no, this is uh, a lot more serious. You know, when he went for the MRI or the test, whatever they do, and, and they said, this is big time serious, as in 
this might be surgical. And then I just said, surgical is in a tweak in a couple weeks, or are we talking months? And they're like, months. I was like, oh. And then, uh, yeah, so it was, uh, that was tough. But in saying that, I think for me, um, we've gone through this before. Like, I've gone through this with Nikita Kucherov missing an entire season. Uh, Steven Stamkos has pretty much missed entire seasons. Um, you know, whether it's, it was Ben Bishop or you don't go down the list. Bass even missed six weeks in 2016, I think, and 16 or 18, one of those years. But this happens, and I think maybe just being around as long as I have now and being with this group and understanding, you know what, you better expect the unexpected or – you know, you're going to be in trouble. And so, yeah, was this probably the most, you know, terrible news we could get? It was. But you look ahead now and, you know, we're sitting at, uh, I guess, pedestrian 2-2-1. Two, two, and one. But our game, like, we've, we've played on fairly well defensively. I mean, I know our numbers don't say it, but the inside numbers, Borneo, he'll understand what I'm saying here. Like, we've done some good things, and we feel, yeah, we've had some bad breaks, and maybe we don't score as much anymore, but there's a lot about our team game we've really liked, and we think, hey, when the goalie comes back, we might be in better shape because of this. So that's the way I'm looking at it. So, Coop, in in past years when you guys have had these injuries um, and you've been weathering the storm, it's kind of been like, you know, get in the playoffs and you're fine. It, it has sounded in the past that it hasn't mattered too much to you exactly where you get in. You just got to get in. You're a good hockey club. How do you feel about the shifting landscape of the Atlantic Division? You've had a chance to look at the Red Wings, who are 3-1, and one, the Sens, who are doing well. The Sabres have some good up-and-coming talent. You know, how have things changed around you as you guys sort of work your way back to the dance where you can do your thing? Yeah, you know why those teams have good records? Because they played us. It was, uh, <laughs> oh come on! It was a tough, it was a tough road trip for us. Uh, you know, I, I, I told this to the media today. Like, you know, I'm not uh, saying anything out of line, but you know, for the last, you know, how many years, um, you know, you'd go on a trip like that, and you'd, you'd be like expecting to get points, right. and maybe all of them. And now you're going on that trip, and you're just hoping to get points. And it's uh, it's impressive how the three organizations um, have worked. And, you know, you can sit here and say, oh, well, they've had high draft picks and they've had this and they haven't made the playoffs or whatever. You know what? You still have to make the draft picks. Like, not everybody's pick works. And I, even, you know, you can screw up those top ten picks. And But I'm looking at some of these kids on Ottawa and Detroit, and I'm like, wow. Like, you know, you just, you just watch their – development and how these guys have grown and in Buffalo they got all those young guys <clears throat> excuse me flying around and it's really cool the problem is we're in their division so that made what makes it kind of uncool and uh so we that was a major awakening for us to go through those three games and only get one point and um but it shows you what's gone on in this league and there's a there's a change and <clears throat> I think the demise of Boston is completely overblown uh I think you know there's Bergeron's a Hall of Famer, there's no question. But they had a really good team. And I don't think a team that how many points they had is going to go from 64, 65 wins down to 35. Right. You know, their regression, if it's 12 games, is still an un- there'll be a 50 win plus season. So 
they're still really talented. Uh, the Leafs, enough said, they're, they've got a hell of a team. And so we're looking at all these guys going, wow, like somebody's out. And that's not even, we haven't even talked about Florida that went to, to the cup final last year, who's missing, you know, two pretty premier defensemen. And so, uh, yeah, we, uh, we know what's going on. And, but it's different for us, but I also think it's a challenge for us. And, you know, until somebody, you know, knocks us out, we still feel like we're one of the kings in the East. And we're going we're gonna to act like that, and we're going to play to keep that spot and try and not let these, uh, you know, these up-and-coming teams uh, take us out. We're talking to head coach and two-time Stanley Cup champion John Cooper from the Tampa Bay Lightning. Coop, we, we mentioned that uh, the push of uh, an Ottawa and Detroit and still the challenges from a Boston and the Leafs, and you've got this team that uh, many of these future Hall of Famers now are, are still in their prime, but when it comes to wear and tear on them, I mean, it's almost like adding dog years uh, to these guys. And, you know, there, come April and May, you know, we keep hearing Hedman's a game-time decision and, and points been limping. And all. my point in, in all of this is, is there any way that you could guard a little bit during this regular season so these guys are better equipped um, for, for that next push? Or is that just too hard? Honestly, like then, like this would be the smartest answer. Is like don't win then. You know what I mean? <laughs> like it becomes, it becomes the uh, it's it's the wear and tear. And and you look at the games that people, you know, put in, especially the goaltender. Like the goaltender, it's I don't know seventy games he played more than any other goaltender. And you know, in the last three years, if you add his playoff games, and those aren't just regular season games. Or like those are playoff games and the wear and tear you get just going through a playoff run. You like, you look what Florida is going through right now and guys that haven't returned that happened to us last year. We'd lost, you know, Bogosian didn't return. Sorelli didn't come back till Thanksgiving. And it's all from that. And it's from playing those extra games and it's playing from those meaningful games. And you guys know, like when you're, those playoff games are a grind. And if you get through the playoffs and you're not feeling it like that, then you're probably out of the playoffs. And so it's uh, it's tough, and we've just we've played a lot of games, and I and I, I think in the last ten years we've played the most playoff games out of anybody else, and uh, eventually it's going to take time because we're not you know reversing age and any of those things, and even though our guys you know I consider you know these guys to be well into their prime, um, and and at the top of their game, you know still the uh, age does not hold up for anybody, and so. You just got to be a little bit more careful. Well, it's a, it's maybe an extra day off here, or maybe, you know, lightening the load a bit. You just got to pick your spots, but you can't be too selective because you still got to make the playoffs, and we got to just make sure we get in. And as you said, we don't really care where we sit in the one and eight spot. We just want one of those spots, and so that's you know the balance you have to have. Yeah. Coop, I want to ask you a little bit about using bullets in air quotes here. And, you know, we've, we've seen this season, Rick Tockett came out after a pretty good start for the Canucks and really kind of gave it to his team in the media a little bit. Lindy Ruff has benched players already. You know, a lot of these coaches, it kind of reminds me of like a new relationship with their teams and players and everything's fresh and new. You, you guys seem like you and the, those lightning core there are in your sweatpants. You've been a couple for a long time. Everyone's very comfortable with each other. How do you go about approaching, you know, jump-starting a team or yelling at guys, benching and managing those bullets throughout the course of a season when you've been together for so long with those guys? 
Yes, it's it's been there's been a lot of growth to it, and me I'm like you know during these years has it all been rosy behind closed doors? No, naturally, like you play 82 games and there's ups and downs, and I I think one of the big things for me, if you're going to compare the John Cooper 2014 versus you know the Cooper of now, I used to really wear every single game. I used to ride the emotions of you know, pushing every button and then and grabbing every like bag out of the trick to win every single game. And it was exhausting. And I was like, wow, I'm probably not going to be around that long. If, if this is the way it's, you know, I'm going to act in this. So you really got to take a step back and look at the big picture of, okay, how am I going to navigate 82 games without running these guys through the wall and without, you know, like uh, affecting relationships, uh, but also keeping these guys play at a high level. And so, for me, uh, I was asked this some, a little while ago about, you know, using the media. And, you know, I probably use the media a bit or try to at times during the playoffs, but I don't really do it much in the regular season. I think if we've got issues, we we just keep them behind closed doors in our locker room. Uh, but are there times, you know, for me, you, you don't want to go into a situation where you're embarrassing players. Again, you want to hold those meetings and you want to hold guys accountable. But at times, it becomes ice time. And in the end, that's probably the biggest kicker a coach has. And you start taking that away and you get a t- uh, you start opening some eyes. And as you said, you know, some coaches have benched some guys, it's, it's, you know, early in the year and they're trying to get these guys attention. And, and uh, you know, everybody's got their own way of doing things. And, you know, I've been put in that situation where that's happened. And, you know, it's not fun for anybody, but you, you hope you've trained your guys, you know them well enough, you've been with them long enough that you know that they're going to respond and you know how to, when the you know, kind of cheese is sliding off the cracker a bit, how to put it back on. And, uh, and so that's, I, you know, in the end, it's experience. And I've just learned that over time that uh, how to navigate those roads. Well, for the record, when you put the cheese back on the cracker, it's really good for our show. <laughs> we enjoy when, yes. when it needs a readjustment. Yes. Um, just just to touch base a little bit on your goaltending, what have you seen so far? I would imagine there might have been an opportunity to pick up a, a more veteran goalie at the waiver wire. You guys never did that. What have you seen out of your two, uh, your two goaltenders, uh, Tompkins and uh, Johansson? Uh, I really like what we've seen. And so you know, there hasn't, we, we went through this preseason and to be honest, like, I don't know how many, I think there's a bunch of teams still keeping three goalies, probably because of us, you know, <laughs> wondering what we're going to do. Um, and it, the, the situation with us was, you know, we brought Johansson to, to play on our team. We brought Tompkins to be a part of our organization. And to be able to be put in situations that he is right now, just in case there is an injury. And uh, I think it is a phenomenal story that he's 29 years old. He's played all over the world in hockey and never played in the NHL and got to play, you know, his uh, opening game in, in Canada of all places being a Canadian. And so like super cool story. As for their goaltending, we had enough, like we went through this preseason. We looked at these guys, we looked at their demeanor and said, you know, what are we, like, how much are we more are we going to improve? Like, the goalie that's better than these guys is the guy that's hurt in our locker room, and he's not coming back for two months, and and uh, we have a belief in these guys, but the big belief is can we play D in front of these players? And sometimes when there's a little, you know, you hit, well, I don't know, when you 
get a lemon, you got to make lemonade. And that's in the end. We got to take our situation. We have to put our goalies in positions to succeed and go from there. And for a lot of the part we, the season we have, uh, I do think we've had a little bit of like crazy luck. Like, I don't know if you remember, now, the Detroit game was a tough game for us, you know, in playing in front of the goalies. But I mean, Debrinket bounced a shot in from the blue line that went in the top corner. Like, I don't know how that happened, yeah. but it happened. And it's just some of these uh, situations we've run into where we've played a pretty solid game. And then when we just give up a chance, we just give up a 10 beller. And I think our goaltenders have made saves they've had to. And they've given us a chance to win every night. It's us in front of them that at times I think have let them down. So pretty proud of these guys, uh, of what they've done. And, you know, the big thing is can they do it? You know, it's we're four games, five games in. You know, can you do it 25 games in? And that's, you know, a question with goalies that haven't done it before. And so, uh, but we really like what these guys have done and they're cl- first class kids. And our team has really, uh, really got their backs. Well, we'll look forward to their next challenge as early as tomorrow night. And they face the Toronto Maple Leafs on Hockey Night in Canada. Hey, Coop, always a pleasure having you on the show, man. Uh, yeah, you guys, uh, you guys are the best. And I enjoy when Toronto comes because I always get to talk to you guys and See how it goes tomorrow night. Thanks, oh, Coop. You, Appreciate you. You should see the look on Sammy's face. You just called him the best. Wow. <laughs> For a two-time Stanley Cup coach. Thanks, Coop. Mm-hmm. Sammy. He wasn't talking about me. <laughs> you, oh. you said some mean things about Tampa Bay Shh, last year. And him. <laughs> um, Matt Tompkins is an interesting story. Played at the Olympics for Canada in uh, 2022. Uh, Beijing, I think it was. Was that the last time? When was the last uh, Olympics? Sounds right. That's he was on the team. He was one of the goalies when they think they came sixth. Wasn't the prettiest performance for our our men over there. You know, listen, I, you don't care about a, that. But there's a hard salary cap. I mean, uh, how many guys in the last twenty years have had an opportunity because you can't go and pay for somebody that's better? Yeah. No, it's the absolute truth. It's a shame, but a break for those guys. Oh, so yeah. it sounds like Coop is, uh, you know, giving them every chance yeah. to succeed. Like that's a good story, but, you know, we got to cut the line at Zamboni drivers. <laughs> Seriously. Uh, you know, I had a conversation I, with someone the other night who was like, uh, you, know, you know the guy, I'm sure. About the, about <laughs> it was the, boy for Steve. Who oh, was like, yeah. This goalie thing is silly. Yeah. That, you know, that we can't pay for, you know, that e-bugs exist. And that... But it's... It's a joke. It's the NHL. Uh, it's the NHL. Somebody's paying $250 yeah. a ticket. Can you not give Mike McKenna, who just retired, a hundred grand to go to every game in case they need him? Yeah. Like what, what what drop in the bucket is a hundred grand for an NHL team and to keep an NA, a, a, a real goalie? Say, so stay in shape, here's some money. I, I need you. To this day, and I will say this to this day, the darkest moment as a Toronto Maple Leaf fan was when they lost to Ayers. No, I want nothing close. Really? Nothing close. I was in the building for that. Remember blowing that series to Montreal? Whatever. 3-1 game Whatever. against Boston that time? That, they were hockey players. 4-1. <laughs> <laughs> and the media tour he did after, he's going, like, it was it was a nightmare. It's goofy. The amount of chirps I ate for that. Yeah. Against, I agree with you. Decidedly the Zamboni driver, like, just, it's just it's there's nothing worse. Number one. As, as a fan, yeah. for, you know, in your position, to say that's one of the most humiliating no, not one moments. Of. Number one. <laughs> Number one. Number one. I had it wow. blowing the series to the Habs, blowing the 4-1 against Bruins. Yeah. You know, getting 
losing to Columbus in the like whatever crappy moment you can come yeah. up with in the least, there's nothing comes close to airs for me. It's horrible. Okay. Lean. All right, it's game time presented by Bet365. Visit the app for the latest odds and find out why it's never ordinary at Bet365. Must be 19 plus, Ontario only. Play responsibly. Now, I've got a few hitters for you today, okay? Okay. Quick ones. Uh, this is just a gut call on something that Kipper had mentioned to us last year with Kadri and Kadri going to play against Columbus tonight on Sportsnet 1. Uh, my boy Borny going to be on the panel tonight, I think. Oh, exciting. Is that true? Yeah. Okay, uh, good, good. Yeah, we're up in like an you hour. You know how uh, excited yeah. he is, <laughs> by the way, f- yeah. for this hit tonight? Yeah. He says... Remind me after this show that, that, uh, that I don't go to the parking lot, grab my car, and go home, that I have to work tonight. It's because he forgot one time I, Literally, that has uh, happened where I've had to turn around and be like, oh, my God, I'm on in 20 minutes. My wife texted me. But you had told me once. And I'm the one with the concussions. <laughs> you told me once that Kadri was there was some interest from Columbus and going. Are you kidding me? They, they were they were right there. They wanted him. Okay, well I'm going to take a shot that Kadri scores the first goal of the hockey game tonight. He hasn't gotten off to the best start yeah. four games. Bagel, nice, nice pass on the yeah. game winner yeah. in uh, Buffalo for Calgary. A little eleven to one action for Kadri to score the first goal of the hockey game tonight. Uh, next one I have is okay. looking ahead to tomorrow, and. It's a, it's a big game, 1 o'clock, uh, which I'm sure people in Ottawa aren't thrilled about. It's a weird time to start a hockey game. But it's Detroit and Ottawa, the two 3-1 and one teams in the yeah. Atlantic. Um, love the sense. I even like a minus a goal and a half. I just feel like, wow, this is a big chance for them to kind of not, not assert themselves, but, you know, the DeBrinket story and him kind of wanting out of there. This team's got some momentum going I could really see the Sens making a statement tomorrow night, on, uh, tomorrow afternoon on home ice. Yeah, I mean that is an opportunity for them for sure because it's. You don't have a Debrinket goal. It, it wasn't posted yet. It wasn't posted. No, that wasn't posted yet. But I, I would, I would like a Debrinket goal too. But I, I really do think the Sens are going to smoke them tomorrow. Like I feel like they are legit good, and Detroit may not be legit good. So yeah, yeah. after four games, you've yeah. you've got this team not going away. I've watched them play. I think yeah. three of their four games I, so far were, this year. They were they're really imp- impressive. They're an impressive group, Washington. man. And just that decor. Luke's talking about Sanderson, like he's Paul yeah, McCarr. I mean, he's geez. really good. Yeah, really, really good. They should might not have, contract. Might not have that quick, fast twitch east-west quite like McCarr. But yeah. I tell you what, I saw him dart up the ice, and it was like a wow. You know, it's gliding. Like, he's, he's gliding up like the ice. Bot skates and chicken shoots it there. They're pretty good back there. La, uh, one more quick one here. The number isn't posted yet for tomorrow, but keep an eye on it on Bet365. Ovechkin going into Montreal. No goals so Back-to-back far. games, no shots. Loves playing against Montreal. I think I saw it that he has 37 career games and 50, 37 career goals and 55 games against Montreal. He, lo- he owns everyone, but he loves playing in Montreal. He's been asked about playing there before. Going in there, keep an eye on it. I have a feeling he's going to get his first of the season. Whatever tomorrow. the shot over oh, under yeah. is for Ovi, yeah. bang yeah. that over. Because yeah. I'm sure he would have heard about the no shots two games yeah. in a row thing. And- One's going in the net tomorrow. Ovi is definitely scoring were, against the I got to give you. I don't know if I'm going to give you credit, okay. but you you were one of the few that said still early. His time's catching up to him. When he had a four goal night against the Habs, you had him at 27 goals this year. I did. Yeah. <laughs> I mean. I will say, I, lo- I think he started uh, two other seasons. One time he went three games without scoring. Might have been last year, and he scored 42. Another time he went four g- uh, games to start the year without scoring, and he led the league in goals. So 
I'm not going to take a uh, victory lap yet. And last, last quick one, little same game parlay. If you're into that, Devils to win minus goal and a half. Jack Hughes' goal is plus 475 tonight. So there you go. That was Game Time presented by Bet365. Visit the app for the latest odds and find out why it's never ordinary at Bet365. Must be 19 plus, Ontario only. Please play responsibly. Okay, we're going to take a quick break here and then we're going to catch up with some uh, more NHL news and notes, including. And tax, of Got course. Like 95, so uh, Connor Bedard held without a shot attempt against a very good avalanche team. I want to. I want to pick up a conversation on Bedard. And again, I know it's early. We're four games in, but maybe downgrade a little bit of the expectations. I want to get your thoughts on that. Plus, we'll talk about uh, Pat Kane, Phil Kessel talk out there. Plenty to get into, as Sam said, including your text. We want to hear from you. It's Friday. So text us at 590-590 and more real Kipper after these words. Everything you need to know about the Blue Jays. Blair and Barker. Be sure to subscribe and download the show on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back into the TM studio here at Sportsnet. Nick Kiprios, Justin Bourne, Sammy McKee, who John Cooper said is the best. There is no way he meant that about me. No I think he was looking right at you. He, I don't know. What do you regret saying? Zero. <laughs> okay, no what did you say that could be regretful? I mean, that he's condescending, that, you know, said some stuff after they put him out, that you're your Leaf fan. You're up in oh, your feelings. He, he, he could be one of the best, though, and he he's pretty much admitted it right on our show. He uses people like Sammy to manipulate uh, the narrative out there, especially he's, in the playoffs. He said, I do it more in the playoffs. So he's, otherwise, we try to handle things in-house. It's like, yeah, in playoffs when he's he, he's talking to the Leafs half the time, I felt like oh. trying to get his message out there about how when the Leafs were winning games, it was, you know them losing them not the Leafs winning them and yeah he likes to send messages uh yesterday in my article in the Toronto Star I talked about uh teams with high expectations Toronto and Edmonton and both played last night and both found a way not to get the job done the Edmonton Oilers <laughs> dropping to the Philadelphia Flyers 4-1 Cam Atkinson two goals Connor McDavid is zero goals. If these guys don't score, they don't win. Sean Couturier missed all of last season and only played 29 games the season before. Mm -hmm. This is the first year of an eight-year, I think, $62 million contract for Philly. And he's been awesome. He's plus seven. He went head-to-head with McDavid last night. He's been really, he's got four points. So, you know, if he's good, like Philly may not be, you know, picking Celebrini next year. So... Hold on for a second. We uh, suck. We haven't forechecked. We haven't done anything. <laughs> Sean Couturier is a Selkie winner. He is. He shuts down McDavid. Uh-oh. Barkov's a Selkie winner. He shuts down Austin Matthews last night. Oh, boy. Oh. Kind of okay. coincidental that I wrote that in my article. Well, Austin he- Matthews also shut down Barkov. So <laughs> maybe he should win the Selkie. Okay, but whose team won? <laughs> no. 
I guess that's fair. <laughs> I guess that's fair. Defense. It's good. It's good. You should try but to Sean do it. Couturier, good on him. A lot of people question whether or not this guy could even resume his career. Yeah. I mean, with that big contract there, I mean, Philly was trying to go in a different direction when they signed it. But, yeah, I, I think it'd be good for him. And those young guys that are trying to develop, you need some real players, some tent poles around you. So I'm happy that he's, he's looking good so far. So like we've uh, kind of said throughout the whole show, we're only, what, four games in and... Some coaches are feeling the heat. Is Jay Woodcroft one of them? Do we have his clip from last night? We do have his clip. Would you like to hear it? Yeah, I do. Okay. Not to our standard. Yeah, certainly. Uh, not not good enough. Excuse my language. Uh, <laughs> that did, sums did it up right there. Four games that you felt that way. You were certainly, nobody was happy about the first game. I mean, that's half the season. I know it's, I know it's early, but... You feel like it's becoming a bit of a concern for for you guys the way that you're competing. You know what? I thought our game lacked urgency today. I mm-hmm. thought, um, you know, uh, I didn't see second and third effort um, in all areas of the game from from up and down our lineup, not to our standard. Well, as I said to Tony, we played towards the standard and wasn't there for us tonight, and that's disappointing. Um, it's going to have to get fixed quickly here. Is this? Okay, when you quickly when you accidentally cuss with an f bomb, tethered f bomb there. It was one hundred percent pure emotion f bomb. Yeah, that that tells you how frustrated or or shocked or whatever it is. He's it. He's in it right now. Yeah, and I mean, it's not like they've gone out and lost two other contenders, right? It's been the Canucks, the Canucks, and the Flyers that have done it to them. So, if, hey, the uh, Flyers are giving the Western team fits. Pockets <laughs> killing them after the game, and then three and one, right? Well, yeah, and then they play the Oilers, and Jay Woodcroft, most professional guy in the league, is dropping f bombs. He can only <laughs> hope to contain the Flyers well, here. Yes. Off to a good start. Here here in Toronto, we know that on occasion there's been a few whipping boys on the blue line, but Evan Bouchard had a very tough night last night. Yeah. And on a on a team that's already questionable on the blue line, when we talk about pressure and expectations, this, this guy's got to come in and be a star right now for them. Well, they Can gave him it? some money, did they not? Well, nah, what's his contract it's a bridge situation? Deal. Bridge deal. Yeah, I don't know what it was. I mean, people love his offensive matter. game, right? And it's the old: is he going to round it out and be more, you know, a two hundred foot guy for them? And that doesn't seem to be coming along quickly. Um, but that's an important piece for them: him being successful and not just a one way guy. Connor yeah. Bedard, we've watched him on the road. Yeah, face off against some big guys including Austin Matthews and uh, Sidney Crosby and last uh, night, Nate McKinnon. Is it wearing uh, on him or what? I just, no shots on goal. Obviously, no No points. No attempts. No attempts. Like, uh, let me throw this out at you guys. Okay, we all came in with our predictions, and I was one of them. I think I had him at... I said 50, so... I said 37. Yeah, you're not an idiot. I said 42. Yeah. Um, Okay, so... We've are all in agreement for the most part. We're, we're not judging too much on anybody or any team just yet four games in. But have you seen enough to say that you are uh, closer, that he'll score 
40 goals or closer to he'll score around 20 goals? Well, he has zero in four games, so I haven't strengthened my belief that he's going to get all these goals. But I will say, so I wrote an article, some weird stats or some cool stats about it on Wednesday. And at that time, so before the game against Colorado, he was second league in shots. He was second league in slot shots, first in rush chances, second in cycle chances, fourth in forecheck chances, second in rebound chances. Mm. Those are all different areas of the game, you may note. I think he's going to score some goals. So I'm not sitting here like no, you know, sorry, one goal in four games. Yeah. He's going to be, a, you know, he's not going to score. I'm not backing off. I'll back off from 50. It's a lot of goals. I'll back I, off from I 50. I'll go that far. I don't, um, I don't begrudge analytics like some people do. I say I know there's you stuff that I like, some I, stuff I, I don't like. I appreciate that about and, you. And we're, we need to do that more this year. We haven't done it yet. But, useful uh, or useless? Useful we'll or useless segment back. with your, with your uh, analytics. What's this? But I, I want to ask you something that, okay, he's not scoring. No. He's this phenom. He comes in with the reputation of being one of a generational player. And, you know, not that we're expecting him to score 150 points, but if people are tuning in for the first time to see Connor Bedard, and they're thinking he's this great hockey player. People want to see offense. Yeah. And it's not there right now. So the chances are, we, are there. Sorry? The chances are there, except for last night. Thank you. Last night's bringing dark. up the point. I don't know if people care. Like, I don't know if people care uh, that it's, it's there. Expected the... <laughs> goals. Like, like, you know, go tell someone who's doesn't really know hockey all that well that um, his – He's, he's really leading the league. He's never in the history of our game have we had a guy come in in the first four games and have the shot attempts that he has. <laughs> you know, is that sexy? No. Is that, are we selling that? No, but it's indication that I expect the goals to come here for him. Okay. And also, if you score once every four goals or four games, it's 20 goals. So, you know, if he picks up the pace a little bit, you know, we're getting into better numbers here. Okay. I'm just saying, though, I know. that he's we're not filling the net. Everybody's trying to hang on to something with him if he's not yeah. coming out of the gate like uh, a guy that uh, is going to be this phenom as early as this year. Yeah. Maybe he scores 20. Yeah. Maybe he and, scores 22. And I think and, it's hard on a bad team. Right. Who are his line mates? Well, Me and that's Kelsey Grammer? I don't like it. It's after, not even. <laughs> after, four games, after four games, have we seen enough to say, okay, who's going to get him the puck? Yeah. And to and the to score thing, these 37 or 40 or 50, like some people predicted. They are asking him to carry the mail a lot, right? There's no one else. He's on the power play for a minute and a half. He's in the first line. He's People are looking to him to do it, and he has played Crosby and in Boston and in Montreal and in Toronto and Colorado, and it's going to be vague. And it's yeah. a tough start for the kid. Let him get into Columbus in game 12 and get into, you know, whoever else, Anaheim and all that. The goals will come. How many minutes did he play last night, Sammy? I don't, I, have, it I don't have it with me. Right yeah, Sorry, I just look because uh, that, that, I, I called it after the first game where I'm watching him and he's leading his team in ice time. But the one that really bothered me was the being out there for the first two minutes. Of a power play. Of a power play. He played 1937 last night. Okay. It's better than 23. Yeah. They got dummied, huh? But oh, shot 41 I can guarantee you that... Mario Lemieux never played two minutes of any power play. That's because coaches first... stunk, and they didn't know they, they should. should. Yeah. They should have parked you Lemieux sure in the corner yeah. to hit one-timers. He, he told you. Yeah. 
I told you. Yeah. You sure? He should have sat in the corner for two minutes just doing the Ovechkin. <laughs> Eventually they did. He did. Yeah. Right? Yeah, he, yeah. Maybe as early as Christmas that gonna, year. I was going to say he was known for some longer <laughs> shifts here but and there. I just, I think Chicago did a wise thing of just finding ways to look themselves in the mirror and go, what are we doing here? Let's back off the kid a little bit. Yeah. Give yeah. him some breathing room. They should give him a couple of players. That'll give him some breathing um, room too. Stop trying to Kane, finish bottom now. Kane or Kessel? Any? I don't think there's any other. I don't know. Some people Will are Phil talking Kessel about. Will Phil Kessel be a Maple Leaf this year? Uh, you know how. Um, I can't believe I didn't get an instant. You, you, know, you, know how, you know how desperate their secondary scoring has to be? Yeah. This current amount of desperate? Um, <laughs> I like probably Noah Gregor, one goal. I, I would think it? it's more November. Yeah. If you need to revisit that. Patrick Kane, Leafs, question mark? Three-time cup champion, Phil Kessel. Patrick just, Kane. I, how do you fit that in? You also don't. three-time cup champ. Yeah. It, it, it's leaning towards Buffalo, but someone told, 20 plus someone told me uh, Colorado. Mm, I, don't, I, I like that because they're a fun team. You get to watch them a lot. They've got uh, La- Landis Cog. Like to, they got to fill in for Landis Cog. He scored. I mean, he had points last year. He's he's not done. He's got this fresh hip. Maybe he'll be rejuvenated. Brand new hip. Brand new baby. Yeah. It's fresh out of the. I also saw some videos of uh, Jesse Pugliarvi doing some fancy tricks skating on the ice. After yes, sir. Yeah. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. What did I say, Jesse? Yeah. Sorry. Yes, sir. Pugliarvi. Yeah. He's uh, available, and apparently teams are very interested in yes, sir. He's coming off some surgery. For seven fifty a year. Absolutely. Right. I'm just going to keep throwing out leaves until they bring like, a depth guy. All right, you got anything for us over there? I do have some tags. Would you like me to read some to you? Yes. This is a okay, question. And, and I don't want to hear about his hair. Are you sure? Someone thinks, you know. Some guy texted in and said that he likes my hair. So He I, hates it? He likes it. Oh, yeah. So you don't want to read that? No. Okay. Uh, hey, boys, should they try and give Austin Matthews the SID treatment? See if he can carry a line on his own, maybe with Domi and Pertuzzi on the wings. I think he's so dominant right now. He could play with anyone. Yes, they should. I was going to bring that up, but I, I think it's too early. But when you, when you, uh, when you have Matthews and Marner as an automatic together, it really limits what you can do around it. Mm-hmm. I'm surprised to hear this from you. Yeah, yeah. So, listen, John Tavares. Still a good hockey player in many ways, but he can't drive a line. He cannot. Are we all in agreement with that? Agreed. I, I think, yeah. I, he cannot yes. drive a line. You want to talk about having good hands around the net, power play, I get all of that. Nobody better in tight. But if you're really thinking about what this text just said, then then you got to start thinking about, Willie back in the middle or Marner back in the middle? And maybe you go Matthews, Marner, one, two. Marner center? Sure. Back to one of the core core, uh, beliefs of our show. I love love anyone who's been with our show for three years knows the evolution He's the best. He's the best setup guy. Yeah. Beliefs have. Yeah. And he's really good defensively, so. And he's a winger. Yeah. They're usually centermen. But they've never tried it. It doesn't even come up. No. You know, it's never oh. even been mentioned. All right. But well, then, but I think if you go, I think if you were going to put 
Matthews on his own line, you go uh, Matthews, and then maybe you try Nylander on the third line as a center. So you have three really good centers, and then you go out from there. Maybe Mitch doesn't want to be this guy, but can he be the crutch for John Tavares? On you know, like oh, he's know, there, right? If it's it's if you're separating Matthews and Marner, it's definitely putting him with Tavares. No, to prop him up seems likely because you know it doesn't work with Willie, and yeah. you're not putting him with Matthews. You're yeah. not making him a winger there. Yeah. So Matthews, yeah, I like the Bertuzzi and Domi, something like that would be great. I mean, Crosby's done it for years. He, Connor McDavid, when Leon plays on the second line, he's you know he often has has had to drag some wingers along. Hyman was saved him from doing that, but I think they should at least see, should at least find out how you look with those four star guys on three lines, not two. Yeah, hasn't worked in playoffs for more than two Still rounds. Still a little yet. early, but something to think about. Uh, so, good, good question. Like does it. does DeBrinket deserve to get booed in Ottawa tomorrow from James? Trying to remember the circumstances of his departure. He asked have, out. The he answer is yes. Yes, he deserves to get booed. Oh, is that right? Yeah, why not? I would boo the yes. ever-living hell out. He didn't want to be here. Yeah. Come on. Look at We're not great, good enough you for you. Know. You don't want to be here, then? Great young Scram, beat you. it. Great Scram. young team <laughs> on the up and up. Yeah. Like, yeah. I would boo him hard. You have our permission. There you go. Yeah. Um, this is a Bruins fan gloating, saying John from Hamilton, no Bergeron, no Krejci, no problem. Go Bruins. Are they going to be actually good again? Oh, I mean, <laughs> yeah, okay. Beat San Jose. <laughs> okay. Really? Oh, so you're, you don't think oh, that no. good? Was it Coop that said earlier in the show, he's, uh, why is everybody writing off yeah. this team? I, I don't disagree with that. Spectacular like, point. He's like, on. if they lose 12 more games than they lost last year, they're a 50-plus win team, which is very good. So, yeah. Went they, home on the back. McAvoy. Uh, come on. Pairs. That's still Rizlik, McAvoy, really good. Lindholm, Carlo, Forbert, Shattenkirk are their three pairs. Yeah, it's pretty good. Pretty darn good. Yeah. And then Swayman and Allmark, Allmark in net. Yeah, and they're not gonna they're not gonna have the season they had last year, but they're no. not gonna fall off the face of the earth either. And that Swayman's a good goalie. I would I would have tried to take I would have tried to steal him out of Boston. Yeah. Anchorage, Alaska. What's up? Uh George in Oakville. The role of the head coach is to get the most out of his players. Can you honestly say that Keefe has done that in his tenure in Toronto? Uh, I don't know. I mean, Matthews won a heart trophy. Listen, they've, they've won one round. He's won one round. Marner's and got 100 points yeah, a couple times. The answer is no, and it's just it's it's yeah. result-driven. It's not our opinion. It's just result-driven. That is kind of the nut of coaching, isn't it? It's like, did your team succeed? No. 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 And let me – we watched the game last night against Florida mm-hmm. and the Leafs. Which team had better structure? I was a pretty tight game both ways. Did you? Stop it. Florida. Florida. I'm not going to give they, you that. I agree. They came out of their zone way cleaner than Toronto did. Like, yeah. they, they're missing three guys. That, that, that Gustus of Forsling uh, 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 is going to get paid. Oh, like, best, best defenseman on the ice. Yeah, and he plays a ton. And too. I'm not sure Ekman Larson was that much far behind him. Okay. The Leafs couldn't get any cycle going. Zero. They had they couldn't sustain anything long in Florida's zone. That to me is a good structured fundamental team, much like we saw in their run last spring. Yeah. To me, that's a lot of its coaching. Yeah, that certainly can be part of it. You know, the Leafs last night didn't give up a whole ton against, you know, when they've been bad. But when they, they give- did, it was in their net. 
Yeah. Well, yeah. a couple of ones. You guys didn't like the Sammy one, but. Um, and there's multiple texts on here chirping me about how good Eastern Cowan and the London Knights are. So, yeah. I'm not gonna what are you saying? They kept the wrong guy? I, I'm not going to read all these texts, but there's a <laughs> lot, actually. <laughs> so, apparently Eastern Cowan's looking pretty good to the London Knights. Well, that's a good sign. But, you know, this is not the year for a junior hockey player to be a major Trade contributor. Trade, Trade. Absolutely. If you can make a, something at the deadline where you're going to get good players for Easton Cowan or Fraser Minton, that is a lock. We're like to do year it. six of the all in. There's going to be nothing about, left. Like, you watch night to night. Like, I'm, I write off Nashville two games ago because yeah. Edmonton fed them their lunch. Then they come back and they. Uh, they beat the New York Rangers. Yeah, at Madison Square. I, how do you figure this league out? You you don't. I talked about it last night. There's five elite teams, twenty of the exact same team, and then a bunch of crappy ones. <laughs> yeah, done. That's the NHL. The Capitals in trouble. The Blue Jackets in trouble. But it's tough to find truly bad teams this year. San Jose is kind of consensus, not great. But yeah, there's not many, man. A lot of middling St. teams. Louis. Salary caps killing the just league. the exact same teams over and over and over. You think St. Louis is real bad? What was that saying? You think St. Louis is, is bad? Bad, bad? Yeah. Uh, I think that uh, it's going to be one of those years where Doug Armstrong's trying to uh, yeah. figure out a way to get back in it. Before we close, uh, Marc-Andre Fleury is five wins back of tying Patrick Waugh for second all-time in goaltender wins, and he's almost uh, at 1,000 games played. Fourth and goal ever. <gasps> one note on our good buddy Ken Reed, hometown hockey heroes. Get it in the pick there, will you? Yeah. There yeah. it is. Right there we there. go. There it is. Get it. Kenny knows his stuff. Great stories. Am I in here? (laughs) No, you made it to the NHL. Those guys didn't. I'm not reading it. I'm not reading it if I'm not in it, Ken. (laughs) Sorry. All right. Our thanks to John Cooper. The Stanley Cup champion, Tampa Bay Lightning. Of course, uh, a lot of games this weekend. Pick the one that you want on Sportsnet. Thanks for watching and listening. Real Kipper and Boren returns Monday. Stay safe.